From WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes, a podcast about Wisconsin politics and politicians. I'm Marty Michelson. Each week, I discuss noteworthy developments with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. So, J.R., last week saw historic visits to Wisconsin from President Trump and Democratic nominee Joe Biden. Both candidates went to Kenosha in the wake of the police shooting of Jacob Blake. Trump surveyed the damage that happened following looting and burning of businesses and then held a roundtable with business leaders and law enforcement officials. Then Biden visited Kenosha two days later and met with the family of Jacob Blake. He also called for the officer who shot Blake to be charged. Trump supporters and Black Lives Matter activists clashed at a downtown park during Trump's visit while Trump delivered a law and order message. Biden's message was aimed at ending institutional racism in our country. In addition, both vice presidential candidates stopped in Wisconsin yesterday. Incumbent Mike Pence was in La Crosse, and challenger Kamala Harris visited Milwaukee. So what did you think of all this, and what do you think will be the impact of these visits on Wisconsin voters? Well, you know, we are still um, a key swing state. It still looks like we were on the tipping points in the election. Um, the attention from the Trump campaign is no surprise. They have been here a number of times just in the last month. Look, at they came during the Democratic National Convention trying to steal some of the thunder from Democrats for having a virtual co- convention somewhat headquartered in Wisconsin. Um, with Kenosha, it's interesting that the city of 100,000 people became kind of the the center of the political world for a couple of days. Uh, the president came with a very different message though, to Joe Biden. The president came talking about law and order, safety in the streets, about how he helped calm what was going on in Kenosha, the violence uh, with action. Obviously, that's disputed somewhat from the Evers administration because the governor was the one calling in the National Guard. Biden came in talking more about um, healing, uh, talking about police policies, overhauling those. It, it's just a, a different feel also. There are much, quite frankly, larger crowds for President Trump than there were for Biden, although some of that may be because Biden was uh, a little less, uh, didn't really give any details about where he was going or what he was doing while he was in, in this city. So it's just a, a different vibe from the two of them, and it gets to their bases, right? I mean, President Trump wants to talk about law and order, safety in the streets, what's happening in Joe Biden's America if uh, you don't reelect him. Joe Biden is talking about, well, this violence is happening because of President Trump. This is Trump's America. This is happening. He's the one who would have a different tone, uh, a calmer one. He wants to talk about police reforms, uh, which appeal to his base. It's just a, a different message from the two of them. And of course, the approach they're taking as we're sitting here two months out of the election about this issue of criminal justice and, and public safety. Now, Biden had said he wasn't going to do in-person visits to battleground states until after Labor Day, but suddenly that changed and he was coming to Kenosha before Labor Day. Why do you think Biden changed his mind? Well, the first thought that comes to mind is you probably saw something's polling suggests he had to get out and start doing something. I mean, that's the thing I've seen from Republicans pretty consistently is there's something happening and Joe Biden knows it. Now, I've only seen one poll post-Kenosha um, that was from Fox News. It still had Biden up by a healthy margin. Um, that poll also showed that voters preferred Biden to Trump on criminal justice and police issues. But that's just one poll. I want to see more polling to see what we kind of, you know, how this thing is developing. If the message of law and order for presidents is resonating post-Kenosha, 
the national polls, we're not seeing any movement, but I want to see some good Wisconsin polling on that. Also, Democratic Governor Tony Evers sent a letter to Trump asking him not to come to Kenosha. It turns out Evers opposed Biden's trip to Kenosha as well. Evers says while he didn't send a letter, he publicly stated his opposition to Biden's visit. Evers said he didn't want either candidate in Kenosha, fearing it would stir up more emotion and unrest. Why do you think Biden came to Kenosha against the wishes of the Democratic governor? Well, you know, we had kind of seen some chatter from national media about Biden coming to Wisconsin. He hadn't been to Wisconsin yet. Of course, his campaign hadn't been here since October of 18. when He was campaigning for Tammy Baldwin and Tony Evers. You know, obviously, uh, Hillary Clinton didn't come during the general election of 2016. So this is kind of a symbolic first step to show up in Wisconsin. You know, and, and the president came here. So there was a growing expectation that Biden would come here as well. I wasn't going to leave that trip unmatched by the president. In another development, rapper Kanye West was in federal court last week, essentially appealing the Wisconsin Elections Commission's decision to keep him off the ballot in the state. The commission had ruled earlier that West was late in turning in his nomination papers. Also, Green Party presidential candidate Howie Hawkins asked the conservative-leaning Wisconsin Supreme Court to hear his appeal of the commission's decision not to allow him on the ballot. Ballot printing is reportedly already underway. So what do you think will happen here? So the question I have is whether the relief that both the Green Party and West are seeking will be available to them by the time these things are resolved. And why I bring that up is that, you know, West first went to Brown County Court. Um, DOJ tried to have it moved to federal court. Federal judge said, no, I'm going to move it back to state court. But in the process, he during a hearing last week, he said he wasn't sure if what West was asking was really available to them right now, which is stopping the printing of the ballots. And we have a number of deadlines coming up in Wisconsin. September 16th, uh, county clerks are supposed to be done printing the ballots and deliver them to the local municipal clerks. September 17th, municipal clerks are supposed to start sending them out to people who have an absentee ballot request on file. September 19th, they're supposed to be sent to people who are military and overseas voters to comply with federal law. So there's a crunch happening right now. And as we get farther in the, the printing process, the question is, will the court say, no, we're going to stop this? Don't forget, the State Elections Commission ruled August 20th that West was late filing his nomination papers and that uh, while the Green Party candidate, Howie Hawkins, had a number of valid signatures, it was deadlocked on these other ones who needed to be qualified for the ballot. Kanye West waited an entire week to file his lawsuit. Howie Hawkins waited two full weeks to file a lawsuit. And there was an argument raised by the Department of Justice in that federal hearing last week that Basically, West had created the urgency by sitting on his hands. So I'm wondering how the courts are going to treat these requests that say, hey, you guys waited too long. Or, yes, we're going to stop these local clerks from mailing these ballots or printing these ballots, which could delay the mailing of them, which causes other issues. And, oh, by the way, we're expecting an onslaught of absentee ballots for the fall election. And the last time you have on the front end to get them out and get them back, the last time you have on the back end. Um, as of late last week, the Elections Commission had reported that there are already some million absentee ballot requests filed by Wisconsin voters uh, for the November election. The commission also sent out um, absentee ballot requests to about 2.6 million voters who did not have a request for an absentee ballot on file already. So there's a time crunch here, and these lawsuits potentially wreak havoc with getting those ballots out to people and in the process of getting back uh, to clerks. And finally, a new Marquette poll comes out tomorrow. What do you think it'll show in terms of the presidential race? 
Well, what's going to be fascinating to me is, is there any movement? And even kind of subtext to that, is there movement in the president's numbers? And this is why I bring this up. Uh, as the national media focused on Kenosha uh, and what happened, they looked at the Marquette poll and saw that the opinion of Black Lives Matter protests had hit kind of a, a high mark in June, even after the people saw in Minneapolis. At the same time, they were seeing things like the president having that park in Washington, D.C. cleared for a photo op. By early August, those numbers had dropped. There was still a plurality approval of Black Lives Matter, but the protest, the view had gone from generally positive to half and half over whether they were peaceful or and about change or they become violent. At the same time, the president didn't see a bump in his uh, approval ratings, often didn't see a change in the head-to-head matchup with Biden, but more importantly, he didn't get a big bump in how he's handled protests himself. So 30% of registered voters in June approved of how the president handled protests. In August, after all we saw in Wisconsin this summer, between stuff in Minneapolis, the stuff that happened in Madison, he went to 32%, which is in a poll, that's not really moving. That's within the margin of error. So what I'm watching is, one, do we see a change in the head-to-head of the presidential race? Also, do we see a change in how people view the message from President Trump about law and order and about how he's on the protests? Because if we're not seeing his numbers, if the, the emphasis he's placed on law and order, about safety in the suburbs, all these things, if it's not moving this environment, what would it take to get his numbers to move in a positive direction for him? You know, it's, it's a, it would be a challenge for his campaign if those things don't, don't start to move in that next Marquette poll. That's WISPolitics.com editor J.R. Ross. You can join us each week for our conversations. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to Capital Notes on iTunes, NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts.